This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Again, great to have you here today. We have a really interesting service ahead for you. And it's one where, you know, sometimes I like to give myself permission, which I can because I'm the head pastor, um, to geek out a little bit. To just like, yeah, let's really kind of pull something apart kind of theologically and look at it. And that's where I want to go with this, with this last one on forgiveness. So we can come to this point of releasing or renewing a relationship. Again, a reminder, if something comes to your mind about somebody who you're thinking of that you'd like to release the relationship or renew the relationship, you can text their name and a little story to me. Again, I won't be reading it out here, but I'll be praying over it this week. So that's my hope, you know, as a takeaway that we can really think about where that shows up for us. So I want to start with, with a great quote from Anne Lamott. Kind of, she's a great author and it kind of speaks to what the problem is. Here's what Anne Lamott has to say. We are all angry, no matter how sweet or Buddhist or Christian or tenderhearted we appear. We're all angry and we've got to deal with it at some point. And dealing with the grief and the anger and the lack of forgiveness is the way home. The way home. So, so we all harbor some anger at some, and some of us are really good at being passive aggressive. All of us good at being passive aggressive, raise your hand. All of us good at being actively aggressive, raise your hand. All of us good at both, raise your hand. You know, like we, we just, we, we wrestle with this. And so, so how do we actually start to work with this concept of forgiveness? And how do we do it in a way that is prayerful? Now, now prayer, I want to be coming at prayer here and talking about prayer and, and, and how prayer can, can play into this. And looking at a story in the Bible, I think, that says that. Because I, I think it can really come down to this. You know, that, that as somebody said last week, you know, we get through into those situations where forgiveness just is so hard that that's all that's left. All that's left is just prayer. Because we know that the hurt's been so great, maybe there's a relationship we can't actually renew and we need to release it. Regardless, prayer comes central. So we have to take a look at that. Now to start out with looking at, at the prayer, I want to take a look in the Bible here. And here we're looking at Matthew 6, for those of you who are following along at home. And we're going to look at the Lord's Prayer really quickly. Now, now the Lord's Prayer, just so you folks know, there are so many versions of it. And it's, it's, every time I do a wedding, if they want to do, quote unquote, the Lord's Prayer, which I'm going to share with you here in a moment, I have to ask them which one, and they just say the regular one. Well, there is no such thing as the regular one. So we're going to be looking at one that tends to be used a lot in the new church. And again, understand that if you're from a different denomination or you've never heard it before, just listen to this. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually take time here for you to read the parts of it. Angela's going to be coming around in a microphone with the microphone, and we need four, excuse me, we need, we need volunteer readers for the first four here for the first slide, just raise your hand, Angela will give you the mic, you read number one, then someone else raise their hand and they'll read number two. So, Angela, you ready? All right, so who would like to read number one, raise your hand and Angela will pick you. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Be thy name. And that was big, like the Our Father, you know, it, it's actually the word there is the word for daddy. You know, it's not sort of Our Father. It's, it's our dad. Our dad. Next one. Thy kingdom come. Beautiful. Thy kingdom come. So thy kingdom come. Thy will be done 
as in heaven, so upon the earth. Now notice that one there. The movement is important. The movement is thy kingdom come. It's not an escape plan from this earth. It's about thy kingdom come as in heaven. I'm going to have you say the E word. As in heaven, so upon the earth. It's about taking what's up here and bringing it down here. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day. Just enough for today. This is not praying for your 401k. This is just, I just need enough for today. Thank you, Lord. Next. And forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Good. Underlying assumption, we're all in debt. (laughs) We're all broken. We're all in debt. Next one. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. A beautiful line. If there's those areas out there that are just potholes, and God, just help me avoid those potholes, those slippery places. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 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 Can we all say amen together? Amen. Amen. That's the end of the prayer. Real simple, simple prayer. Now, when you look in the Bible... And you look at where this prayer comes from, again, you'll see a slightly different version with the Bible translation that I'm using here. You look at this, it goes, it's a beautiful part of the Bible. They're going to put put it up here on the screen, and it's small, so I'm going to read it to you. And there's sort of a number of sections. I want to look at the top section, we've already looked at the middle, and then I want to look at the bottom. All right, I really want to focus on that little part that's over there on the right. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So that very first part, folks, I'm going to move over here. That first part, you know, it's interesting. Again, like we're talking a prayer sandwich. So, so, so here's Christ talking to the disciples. These were the people who followed him. And, and they ask him this question, well, like, how should we pray? What should prayer look like? Anything about people ask me that question all the time. Like, is there a right way to do prayer, wrong way to do prayer? And it's interesting, with prayer, these 12 people would have known all about prayer. They would have known it inside and out. They would have had all these ritualized prayer. And notice the B word here. Like, and I, I think we, we miss, we miss, and I say this a lot, we miss because we think of, of Christ as being very stern. I actually think of Christ as being very funny. And he's, I picture him saying this with a smile. He says, have you say the, we, the B word there. He says, stop babbling. Stop just babbling about what you want. You know, sort of like uh, God as Santa Claus, where we're always just giving God our Santa Claus list. Like, I want this, and I want this, and then I want a puppy. And, and he's saying, just, just don't babble like that. That's just wah, 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 as we would do today. And I think he's saying, let's focus. Let's focus. The example would be, like for the kids in the audience, this is the way coffee pots used to look before wah, wah. And, and, and you know, it's like, like we, we just think, like, I just need this big pot of coffee, this big bunch of prayer. That's what we need, just prayer, prayer. We need a huge amount of it. And here's Christ kind of wiping the slate clean and saying, nope, you just need a little cup. You just need a little cup. Now that little cup, folks, you think of coffee versus espresso. It's just this little espresso. Like I timed myself doing the prayer, doing the Lord's Prayer, 22.3 seconds. Like it's this very short, very poignant thing. 
So it starts out as he's setting up the prayer with him saying like, look, don't go on with just these repetitions that just go on and on, this list of what you want. Really, let's, let's focus it in. Let's focus it in. Now, a little aside is, is, again, there's nothing wrong with asking God in prayer for certain things. There's nothing wrong with that. Just know he may say no. Nothing wrong with that. I, I, I think of it like a, like a parent. You know, I certainly would want my kids to tell me what they want. And I think prayer works the same way. But God is trying to get us to see prayer in a, in a, in a different way. Because, because you see, this is all based on the idea of conditional love. That, that somehow if I pray right, that I'll get this list of stuff. That's, God's trying to say, no, that's not really the racket that I'm in. I'm actually into something very different, which goes to the second slide here on prayer. Now notice when this flips, what's at the bottom of this down here is beautiful. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. And there, think of healing. Like God automatically forgives. We know that from new church theology. God automatically forgives, but there can't be healing until you find that forgiveness in your own heart. Now, what's interesting here, folks, to me with this, and this is, this is like a big geeky aha. Here we have at the top, God saying like, okay, don't, not, it's not about babbling. The whole point of saying the prayer, take a guess what word, and it begins with F-O-R. The whole point of prayer is forgiveness. Let that sink in for a minute. The whole point of prayer is forgiveness. Is forgiveness. Now, as the band comes out, think about what that means. Like, like if all our prayer is geared towards forgiveness and it's geared towards healing, it's very different than kind of a transactional view. It, it allows us to let certain things be in our life, just to just to, to create a different orientation. And that's what I want to, when we come back from this song, I want to talk about after we've learned to let it be, you know, what can we do that, that, that can open up that perspective where, where forgiveness is not just this transactional thing, but where we really start to let into our hearts, which hopefully, which I know actually a lot of you folks are going through, where we start to see it not just as transactional, where we start to actually see it as transformational. And that's where it gets incredibly powerful. So when we come back, that's what we're going to take a look at. So learning to, to let it be, and, and you think about it, okay, so we got this prayer, 22.3 seconds, and, and you know, prayer some of the time can kind of be ensconced in the idea of an angry God, like I need to say prayer so that God doesn't blow me up. Um, you know, I need to say prayer so that I win the lottery. You know, all these crazy views of prayer, and, and here's Christ going, no, 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 no. It's all about forgiveness. It's all about taking 22.3 seconds to remember it's all about healing. It's all about healing. These, these ways of capturing things in these points, of kind of boiling it all down and, and coming into these ideas, very much new church-ish, and look at this beautiful idea. You know, what these things like prayer do us is gets us into, gets us to the action 
the, compri- the composite, the gathering, the summation of everything. So we try to pull it all down into these, into these very condensed espresso versions of it, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, here it is. Here, oh, here it is. And we don't live our lives constantly reminded of that, but it's, but it's kind of like this, this lucky penny that we have to constantly be taken out just to remind ourselves that this is a journey of forgiveness. That it's a journey of forgiveness. So I want to talk here for a minute, and this is, this is like, uh, yeah, this is more of a free-form part of, of me talking about it, so hopefully it lands well. I, I think we can look at life in a couple of ways with these kind of things. One is we, we can see things as a point. We come to things like, like prayer, like forgiveness, like giving, and we, and we see it just as a point. It's kind of like how it lands on the page, so to speak. How it lands on the page. And, and while there's nothing wrong with that, and I've said this before, but I want to drive this point home. I think it's especially important when we look at forgiveness. This is good. But I think what God is asking us to do is actually to see things like this. Not as a point, I'm going to have you say it, but as a portal. Now I'm going to come off the stage to, to explain what this means. I'm going to be picking on somebody from our audience. Don't, don't feel bad if I do. But it's just, it's just to really try to drive this point home. Carl, can I pick on you? So if we, if we think of things as, Jonathan, I'm going to have you hold the portal here. Thank you. So, so the, imagine Carl has done, I'm fine. Imagine Carl has done something, you know, uh, untoward towards me. You know, he's, he's done something that just has been bad, has been hard. And I can think of it like, okay, I've got to get to the point of forgiving this man. Carl, by the way, is one of the most wonderful human beings. He's never hurt anyone. This is just purely hypothetical. All right? So, so I can come to that point. I can come to that point, right? This point of like, I, listen carefully here, I can now forgive you. Is there a slight problem with that? Just a slight little problem with that? What's the slight little problem? There's sort of a be in the ointment. What's the problem? Judgment. I am now forgiving you. You know, we, we see it as a point. And so I can go around and I can do it here, I can do it here, I can do it here, I can do it here. By the way, someone last week said I wasn't over on the left side enough during church, so that's why I'm over on this side today. <laughs> I can do it here, I can do it here. And, and it, that can feel like forgiveness, right? But the problem is, folks, I'm in control. Please listen carefully. It's still all my story. My story about him and him and her and her, da, 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 da. It's still my story. I'm still in control. And remember, there's one thing with forgiveness, but break the word apart. Forgiveness, forgive. Like, break the word apart. What are the two parts? Say it, folks. Yeah. You see the difference? It's about learning to for. Give. It's about learning how, how am I going to be for giving. You see the diff? Everybody get that? Raise your hand if you get it, just so I know. folks. Okay, half of you are tracking, so that's good. Um, you know, it's, it's about this for giving. So that means that, that what starts to happen is now I start to see it as a portal. So I still do my forgiveness work. Forgiveness here, forgiveness here, forgiveness here, forgiveness here. But now I see it somehow as something to view people through. Good to see you. 
You know, something that I can view people through. And then the lens starts to go here and here. And then what happens, I start to drop my story. There's no more story. There's just me. There's just you. We're all trying to do our best, fumbling our way through this life. I think that's powerful. That is what it means we can really be for giving to other people. And understand, that is a gift to you. But guess what? Is that a gift to them too? Absolutely a gift to them. You guys, I'll sign these after. You guys can keep on. <laughs> we do that work, point versus portal, and then we get to these other places. It was interesting. Some of you heard me say this, and it, I got into more of a conversation we had Eva Kaur. Now, any of you who have not watched what Eva Kaur offered here, she was a Holocaust survivor, Auschwitz survivor, Dr. Mengele experiment survivor. Any of you who have not watched it, you must watch it this afternoon. You really have to. More important than the flyers. You really do need to watch it. It's incredible. And Eva was talking, and she wasn't using the word portal, but she was. She was saying there has to be something because she's kind of gone through that portal. And she said, there's something on the other side of that piece of paper but it's so hard to describe. So, you know, in asking Eva, well, Eva, what kind of words would you maybe use? And she's there, what's on the the other side of it is this. Can we say those three really loud? A word beyond forgiveness. Ready? Healing, liberation, empowerment. Healing, liberation, empowerment. So you can see, like, Wow, so here's, Chuck started talking about the prayer, 22.3 seconds. The whole point of the prayer is forgiveness, to move us not to a point, to move us through a portal. And once we get through that portal, we find three things. Please say it again. We find... Do you see why forgiveness is so cool? It, it, It moves us to this very different, very, very empowered place. Now, to to really move into that forgiveness, like we need tools to do it, to kind of get us to move through the paper. And that's where we come to Desmond Tutu, who's who's a wonderful pastor in South Africa, part of of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, big friends with Nelson Mandela, a Nobel Prize winner. And and he said, look, what it all comes down to, when when you move through the process of forgiveness, it all comes down to this. Can you, from love... Renew the relationship or release the relationship. Renew the relationship or release the relationship. That's really big. That, that renew or release part, I just, I really want you to hear it. So this half of the room, you're going to say renew when I point to you. This half is going to say release because I really want everybody to hear it. Ready? This half, you ready? Renew. This half? Release. I think that's where we need to make a choice. Some relationships, we really need to do the work of renewing. Other relationships, too toxic, too hard, even dangerous for us to be around. Those are the relationships where we need to just simply release it. Now, none of that is easy work. Here's a chart where he said, yeah, these are the things you need to do. If you're going to release a relationship, looking up there on the left... You need to be really clear about boundaries. I think that one for me is kind of easy. Yeah, I can be clear about boundaries. I can't be around that person. 
But the second one, notice how hard that is. We have to end gossip. As long as you're talking about them, I, yeah, I would definitely take a picture of this, by the way. As long as you're talking about them behind, your, behind their back, the story's still alive for you. You've still got a story going. That's not to say you just shut up and you don't share the pain. Of course you share the pain. Of course you connect in community. Of course you talk about it in your small groups. You know, of course you do all those things. But it means you're no longer just living the story as in like, you know, I know for me, like I have these stories that I just love to tell. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, you should have seen how bad that was. Here it is. And I think that's where God goes, no, can't. The story's owning you, buddy. You're not owning the story. So we need to have a shift there. The third one, surrender. And surrender in all's form. I need to surrender the story. I need to surrender my need to be right. I need to, to surrender my idea that I need to be thought well or that there's a scorekeeper in the sky and somehow if I don't make sure that person gets theirs, that da-da-da, all that crazy stuff. And the last one, oy, 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 oy. Can we say that together? Honestly wishing them well. Can we actually honestly wish them well? I can't be around you. I I have to stop this relationship. I have to release it. And I need you to know that I honestly wish you well. That's where we can find release. Now, if we're going to choose to renew the relationship, to move on to a new place, again, not always easy because it's not like just, well, let me wipe the slate clean. Let me wipe the slate clean and then everything's okay. As we've said a number of times, sometimes forgiving is forgetting and sometimes forgiving is remembering. So if you're going to do this path, you have to, I think, think about this with renewing. There has to be an honesty in there, an honesty about what actually occurred. What is it that happened? There has to be an attempt at reconciliation. Forgiveness, we started out this at the very beginning. Forgiveness just takes one person. All of you can forgive. But not all the time can we reconcile, because reconciliation takes two. So it has to have that desire, actually, to work with this person. There has to be frank dialogue. In other words, there has to be this honesty where we, where we actually are putting it out there. We're actually very candidly saying, like, like, this is, this is where it is. And the last one, again, a hard one, even though it sounds easy. The last one, please say those two words there. Shared time. And I think shared time is actually incredibly difficult to do. (laughs) As, as, as we do that, folks, it means that that person, just renewing the relationship isn't meaning like, I'm just going to smile and nod at them. You know, I'm just going to be pleasant. I'm going to say this, but I want to be careful with it. I want you to handle this very gently. Sometimes just the belief that all of religion is about just pure kindness can get in our way. Like if I just smile and nod and I'm kind, that that kind of makes everything okay. Okay. Sometimes, I'm not saying being unkind is ever the answer, but just, you know, just be careful with that. You know, like, like there's actually this, this thing, new church, uh, you know, talks about repentance. There's this thing that's beyond just kindness that actually has a work and a sacrificial component to it. And that means that just simply smiling and nodding, you may not necessarily be renewing the relationship. You actually have to spend some time together at Bertucci's. 
wherever you want. You know, just just find some way to spend some time, even if it's just for a cup of coffee, even if it's so awkward you feel like you're 14 again in the junior high school cafeteria. Like, you can tell I wasn't traumatized in junior high school, right? You know, like, like find that time, create that time, and just be with. Maybe there's opportunities for a frank conversation, maybe not, but just, just spending time with is, is part of what that renewal can in turn start to look at. What then starts to happen is this, folks, and I think this is kind of the shift. When we can do that and we can work at it, we can come clearly on it, we can get that that forgiveness is such a big, big, big part of life. What can start to happen is this, transactional to transformational. This, This I could say almost every sermon because I think all good spirituality in whatever form, in whatever form, is moving us from transactional stuff to transformational. For the kids in the audience, transactional view of forgiveness looks like this. It looks like, you know, uh, my brother punched me. He left a big black and blue mark. So I'm going to punch him back in the belief that that will make that black and blue mark go away. Is that how it works? (laughs) No. No matter what kind of physical injury you give to someone, Physically injuring them back in the same way will not bring you a lick of spiritual healing. What brings us healing is healing. Like that simple. Where it's no longer transactional, where, where we've moved kind of, kind of into this transformed place where, where my heart is new, where my outlook is new, where my perspective is new, where I start to see that God is in, that God is in everything. I'm looking through that portal. And I'm no longer keeping a tally sheet. You know, of like, these are all the things they did, point, blah, 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 these are all the things. No longer doing that. I'm really trying to live into a transformed place. It's, it's like, folks, like, like our job is to align our lives to the way God has already created us. You are made, you are made in God's image and likeness. You are made for this kind of work. You are made to feel what that transformation feels like. You're made because you can offer that as a gift to other people. I mean, I, I've mentioned it before, like even being up here on this stage and, and here's Eva, like, and I'm, I'm sitting over here. Eva's, Eva's joy, she, she was t- a totally transformed person. Like I, I, I've never, I've been around a lot of great people. I, with, with a rare exception, I haven't been around somebody like that. Like, her joy just is, she's effervescent. And and you look at her history, it doesn't add up, but she's been transformed. She's found a new form of humanity, not based on one religion that has all the answers, but based on kind of seeing through that portal, seeing what, what healing and liberation and empowerment really looks like. Like, if those aren't gifts from God, like, oh my goodness, beautiful stuff. So Angela's going to run out and grab the the kids here. What I want to do is is I want to, folks, I want to, you know, show you a video here. And it's a video where where it talks about, where you can really get a chance to see what exactly this looks like. How it looks like with a group group where there's just been a lot of damage. 
and, and how it can how it can appear. Now we're bringing in the kids because it actually is a kids video, and then Billy's going to be singing here in a few minutes. And as we do, I'm trying to kill a little time here to get the kids in. You know, think think again, like just just think again. Imagine what your life can be like as you make that decision to from love renew the relationship or release the relationship what does that really look like what does the what does it feel like what does it how does it all work how does it start to create new worlds both for you individually and, and worlds that echo out there into the universe see one of the things i know with this forgiveness series is you know, as we've gone through it, it it's, it's not that the, that the idea of what, what forgiveness is has gotten smaller. Actually, it's gotten much bigger, much wider, much, much more expanded. And when we can start to understand that expansion, we can start to see like, wow, this, this, just, this, this, this is the kind of stuff that can shift the world. I, you know, I, I shared a wonderful article yesterday on, on Facebook, and it's an article talking about just how divided we are. Like, you look at our politics, you look at our, our religious perspectives. You know, we have all these big divisions, all these big divisions. There has to be a way where churches, etc., can speak to the power. You know, you think of what a church, a synagogue, a mosque, a good humanitarian organization, where they can start to speak to that third way. We have to have the courage to move church beyond just a self-improvement project into this kind of encapsulated view that can then start to actually bear into the world. Bear into the world something that is new, something that is life-giving, something that actually starts to create a change. That's what we need to look at. And the challenging part, folks, and I, I wrote this in a blog last week, the challenging part is, is I feel for a lot of us, we're kind of waiting for, waiting for it to happen. Waiting for someone out there to kind of bring it around and, and, and get it to occur. And I feel like what God, what Christ is saying is, is, is look, you know what, you are the ones to do this. This is actually your choice. Is that the kids there, Gary? Kids sneaking in? And that's what we want to do. All right. Could somebody run back and just check on the kids? Here they are. All right. Are they coming marching down? I can't see a thing here. Not yet, not yet. All right. Let's give these kids a round of applause, folks. Just welcome them into New Church Live. It's always... It's always fun watching the kids because the first thing they have to spot is where's mom and dad? You know, a little wave. So what I want to do is I want to share, you know, I want to share this movie here. And, and for the kids, this is a story about, about a young boy and what he does in his journey of forgiveness. And it's a beautiful, beautiful story. So let's take a look at this video.
Finally tonight, there are few things as satisfying as watching good triumph over evil. So watch it happen. Here's Steve Hartman on the road. 78-year-old Tana Herndon of Bethany, Oklahoma, was vulnerable in every way. Her husband of 60 years had died just two weeks earlier. Her eyes so clouded with grief, she never saw it coming. You know, I really didn't know anything was going wrong until I was halfway in the car. An elderly woman visits her husband's grave only to be mugged. The mugger got away with her purse and $700, but not for long. Police caught him, and the news put his mugshot on TV. So first time you see that picture, do you recognize who that guy is? Yeah, in detail. You had no doubt? Yeah. That was your dad? 15-year-old Christian Lunsford says his parents divorced when he was two, and his dad has been mostly absent ever since. Last time he heard from him was a few weeks ago. His dad gave him $250 for a band trip Christian really wants to go on. But that's been the extent of his parenting recently. In fact, over the years, Christian says his dad has been in and out of jail more than half a dozen times. There's times like that you just feel really low, like, is that going to be me? Am I going to end up like that? This apple wants nothing to do with the tree. Which is why, after Christian heard about his dad's latest crime, he reached out to the victim and asked to meet her in this church parking lot. You think, what's going on here? He says he just had to tell her. Sorry about what happened. It needed to be done. She needed an apology from somebody. If I didn't apologize, who would? I thought that was so, so precious. Any 15-year-old boy who has that much conscience is extraordinary. And Christian was just getting started. Um, He gave me $250 for my band trip, man, but I'm not sure if it was yours or however he got it, but I just... I'd feel bad if I wouldn't, didn't give it to you. Never mind that it wasn't his crime. He paid the debt. I accept this. I accepted the money back. And it was mine to do with what I wanted. Which brings us to the best part of this story. I want you to take your band trip. She gave it all back to him. Are you sure? For his band trip. It was a joy to do that. Thank you. Yes. In the end... No money changed hands in that church parking lot, but they each got something tremendously valuable from the other. I feel more like my life still has a purpose. You're not who your parents are. I mean, even if they do raise you, you can become whoever you want to be. No victims here. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Oklahoma City. And that's the CBS Evening News for tonight. I, I cry every time I see that. And, uh, you know, it's like there's, there's so many powerful parts. I'm going to give you a quick yes or no here. You're going to have three questions. You're going to answer yes or no. Did you witness in that story healing? Did you witness liberation? Did you witness empowerment? Yes. I mean, all the parts. You saw a transformation. You saw a movement away from transaction. You saw a, a release of a relationship with his father. And you saw a renewal of a relationship with his father's victim. I mean, even down to the little stuff, folks. I don't know why this one struck me so much, but, but I love the empowerment one. Like, he gives her the $250, and she says, what, did anybody catch what she said? She said, I accept it, 
And guess what? It's my money now to do with what I want. Do you see the empowerment in there? You know, so he offers her this, this broad, broad form of forgiveness, like this portal form of forgiveness. And now she's free to offer something back. She's free to offer something back. And that's, that's where the world can just, like, like that's where real healing starts to take place. The last word for all of this with this series, like what we're trying to create as we learn to be more forgiving is, is yes, we're trying to lean into a new reimagined world. And it takes a lot of work to get there. Like, like forgiveness is work. It's work. But what we end up with is this. People free for God. God free for people. We start to really free ourselves up that we're now free for God's greater purposes in our lives. God is now free to work more easily in our lives because we're not carrying around a story. And he's constantly going to be returning ourselves back to ourselves and back to the best story. You ready? For the best story that all of you hold in your heart. You already have that story. Forgiveness is about freeing it up. Allowing it to sing out there into the world. And that's where we're going. So when we do start to see that, then we do see God is in and God is in everything across the board. So thank you for your attentiveness during this series. It's been a wonderful series. Just a couple of quick invites. If you do want to come over to the office, there's a group, small group meeting over there who will talk about it. And as well as if you have another day during the week, we'd love to get together and talk about forgiveness. A number of small groups are going through that, so feel free to talk to Angela because it's an important topic, one that can really be transformative in your life. So thank you for a great series. I'd ask you now to please join me in prayer. We're gonna, I'm going to say a prayer, then you'll have a moment to say the Lord's Prayer as you know it, to have a moment of quiet reflection, or to say simply your own prayer, and then Billy's going to sing us out of this series. So please join me. Lord, thank you for your presence here today. And Lord, stir in us a forgiving heart. A heart reoriented away from our story, away from our score sheets, Lord, reoriented back into you. Back into a far better story, Lord. A story of love, compassion, healing, liberation, empowerment. Allow us, Lord, to find the courage to do that work, knowing that that work is heartbreakingly hard in many places in our life. But give us the courage to try to align ourselves with that greater thing. The courage, Lord, to come to see you. To come to see you in everything. Amen. listening you can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv 